This is FM 100.5, AM Good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. This morning we are talking about your wellness. Dr. Lindsay Keith is with us this morning, a new physician with St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital, St. Thomas Health here in town. Good morning, Dr. Keith. Good morning. Great to have you with us today. Thank you. Tell us a little about your specialty, the area in which you mainly work. Okay. I am fellowship trained in breast um, oncology surgery, so that means I take care of uh, patients that have uh, newly diagnosed breast cancer and see them all the way through their treatment and actually follow them uh, throughout their lifetime, uh, as well as dealing with uh, benign breast diseases, so things that are not cancer but uh, just breast issues. Um, I also do general surgery as well. That's what I trained in initially. And you're located uh, there at the Seton building, I believe. Uh, DePaul. DePaul, uh, yes. okay. Mm-hmm. We're one yes. building off. <laughs> But uh, all on the campus at St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital. Yes. There is an area that you are working in that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is because most of us don't think about breast cancer being something that men get. Mm-hmm. But you're running into this. Um, I haven't seen any here yet. But, yes, I've seen it in, you know, in my training. Um, so uh, w- about one percent of all breast cancers are diagnosed in men, um, and it's not something that you that men typically think of having to deal with at some point in their life. Um, but again, it is it is it does happen. I can't say it's common, but it does happen, um, and men typically uh, do find it later, and uh, one one later in life, and two later uh, in the disease progression uh, because it's again not something that they're thinking of. So. In any form of cancer, the sooner you detect it, the the better. Absolutely, yes. But unfortunately, if men have breast cancer, first of all, they're not looking for it. Correct. So they come up with a thousand reasons that there's nothing to worry about. <laughs> exactly. That's I think we all do that do. anyway. Yes, yes. But you know, the other part of it is that there's no screening tests for breast cancer in mm-hmm. men. Um, and screening means a test that's done in somebody that's asymptomatic or not having any symptoms, doesn't have a mass. Uh, and for, for women, that's a mammogram. Um, and so that's how we detect breast cancer very early in women uh, before they can even feel a mass uh, sometimes. So uh, in men, obviously, we don't have you know, a mammogram, people, you know, men don't go get a mammogram every year. Um, and so usually they have a mass or a lump or something new on their chest wall that that's what alerts them to go get checked out. What do they look at that? Think that's a pimple or something or it's a, you know, it's go some, away some of the or? things that I've seen men and women, you know, sort of, sort of make up in their head that they think that it is, is it's pretty crazy. A lot of people think it's a, a pimple or an abscess or something like that. Um, cause usually and for specifically, specifically for breast cancer in men, um, it'll sometimes erode through the nipple, um, or have like a, a bleeding lesion or a you know, wound. Um, and is where, it usually around the nipple? Is that where? Yeah, mo- uh, most of the breast tissue in men is in, is located centrally, right behind the nipple, um, and so that's that tends to be where they present. Uh, is this hereditary? I mean, if if your mother and grandmother had breast cancer, 
Uh, does this mean you, as a man, might be prone to it? Yes, it could. Um, and so about 10% of breast can- all breast cancers are due to some sort of genetic mutation or um, in, in cases where there's a strong family history, not necessarily a gene mutation, there is a higher risk of breast cancer, but we don't really have a number that we can put on at that point because I feel like there's still some things that we don't know that increase your risk for you know, breast cancer, maybe some gene mutations that we aren't aware of at this point. But uh, to answer your question, yes. Yes, um, uh, having a, f- a family history of breast cancer does raise your risk of breast cancer in the future, both men and women. Um, but specifically for men, uh, we, we think about gene mutations a little bit more closely, uh, specifically BRCA1-2. I'm sorry, B- BRCA2 gene. There's one and two, but two mm-hmm. is uh, specifically for men. Uh, so that's what we uh, are concerned about when a man presents with breast cancer is, one, do they have a family history of it? And, two, is it possibly that it, is it possible that it's due to a gene mutation that cool. they inherited? Oh, by the way, if you just tuned in, we're talking this morning about breast cancer. But uh, here in the initial segment, we're going to be focusing on breast cancer in men. And a lot of you are saying, I didn't know that was possible. Yes, it is possible. And as uh, Dr. Keith had said, Unfortunately, it's often undetected because the men aren't looking for it. And secondly, it comes late in life. When you say late in life, mm-hmm. uh, what's the age that this hits most men? For The average age for women is around 62, so the average age for men is a little bit higher than that. So around 65 to 70. Okay. Uh, are you noticing, uh, you know, any uh, pain or is there any... Uh, what, what is there any feeling that typically you have? it's not painful um, okay. and so again that's another thing a, a that people, bad situation yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Um, but again in, in men it can invade the skin uh, which you know theoretically could cause some pain it also could invade the chest wall which could cause some pain but those are usually if they're a little bit later a little bit more progressed and since they're not looking for this uh, they come up with every reason not to look at it mm-hmm. if they do they mention it to their primary physician and it's so unusual that they don't look for it either. If they're if they go to their primary care physician, yes, um, they would mention it to them and say, "Hey, what do you think this is?" and and it could be delayed. Um, what I've seen both in men and women uh, breast cancers um, be they were that th- they were thought that some kind of wound or abscess, um, and so a, a trial of antibiotics was given, um, and it didn't help. Um, so, it, in for primary care physicians, that's that's kind of what should alert you that if it's not acting like a wound, if it's not acting like an abscess, then it's not an abscess. Um, and if a trial of antibiotics doesn't work, then you know certainly needs more workup. I've noticed uh, in hair follicles that creates sometimes this uh, lump. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, I, I, don't, I guess it could happen on, on your breast if you're a man. It could, uh, or a woman. Mm-hmm. But those are not problems, are they? Those are not problems, no. Um, and that, that can also be removed by a surgeon just to make sure. Um, I actually remove those all the time, uh, either in the office or in the operating room. Um, because uh, it looks like a little mass that you know somebody's concerned about, especially women. Uh, if they have any, any kind of mass on the breast, they uh, most often want it removed. Anytime you have a lump or something, that's always a frightening thing. I mean, absolutely. The first thing that comes to most people's mind is, do I have cancer? Exactly. Yes. Um, and then, and sometimes it's not. I mean, as I mentioned, there's pl- plenty of benign um, breast masses, uh, cysts, uh, fibroadenomas, which is a benign tumor. Um, but anything that's new, I think, certainly needs to be at least looked looked at a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. If you have something like that, and your physician says, 
Well, it's a hair follicle. It's it's just you know, cosmetic. It's nothing to worry about unless it bothers you. Mm-hmm. Uh, just leave it alone. Uh, any truth in that? There is, um, but it needs to be imaged, uh, meaning you can look at you know, the hair follicles or what we call sebaceous cysts. You can look at those with an ultrasound. They have a very characteristic appearance. Um, as you know, uh, a, basically a fluid-filled structure with some kind of complexity to it. Um, and so, if you're going to watch something, I would definitely make sure it's Im- been imaged and documented that it's benign. And if you really don't want to have it removed, you don't have to have it removed. Uh, but a lot of people have have things like that removed for peace of mind to make sure that it's not something uh, mm-hmm. bothersome. Now, if if it's a if it is a hair follicle, a follicle, or mm-hmm. if it is not, uh, if it is something else more serious. Can it be anywhere in your body, your arms, your neck? Uh, your, the hair your follicles wherever. can be anywhere, absolutely. I've uh, removed some from the scalp recently. Uh, they can be on the neck. Um, I've actually seen one right behind the ear, which was very uncommon. Um, but the, the common places for those are on the abdomen, on the arms, legs. Same things with lipomas, not just the hair follicle type of tumor um, or benign tumor, but uh, lipomas are little benign fatty tumors. Those can also be anywhere. So um, Are they... Are they dangerous? No. Oh, okay. Um, no, not if it, again, not if it's confirmed to be a benign lipoma. Now there is a liposarcoma, which is a cancer form of that, but that's extremely rare. So anywhere that you have a hair follicle or one of these fatty tumors that you're talking about, could those also be a malignant tumor? Anywhere. It'd be very rare for one of those to become a I mean, or. but could they... Could could they could you think you have a hair follicle problem, and have it be a benign tumor? Uh, yes, okay. uh, yes, you could have a, a what you think is a sebaceous cyst, and it turns out to be a benign lipoma. Or um, more often, it, things. I mean, you pointed at the neck, so things that um, masses on the neck can be a number of things. And so, uh, if you have a new mass on your neck, absolutely you need to have it uh, looked at. It could be a lymph node. It could be a malignant cancer um, or a metastatic cancer from somewhere else. Now, so. what kind of doctor should you go to? Should should your first one be your your primary? care? I would always begin with your primary care physician because they see a lot of things. They're very smart. They've you know they've they've seen a lot of things from a lot of different patients, and so uh, they can uh, if it's something that they don't know what it is, they can at least order imaging. Uh, and usually, by the time somebody's had some in- imaging. Uh, we have an idea of what might be going on. And if they still don't know, then they certainly can see a surgeon. Now, there may be some people who don't know exactly what you're talking about when you say order imaging. Mm-hmm. Is this an x-ray? Is this a It depends on ultrasound? what it is. What is X-rays it? are best for bone. Um, and so it's not gonna, usually going to be, if it's something in the soft tissue or the skin, it's not going to be an x-ray typically. It's usually a uh, for breast uh, mammogram, which is an x-ray. Um, and mammogram or ultrasound. Uh, ultrasound is very good at looking at uh, superficial things. Um, and and seeing what the the characteristics of the of them are, um, uh, if it's in the abdomen or um, uh, in an uh, extremity, you get a CT scan may uh, be the right test. It kind of just depends on what's going on. Okay, and and are all of those equally accurate, and are they equally fast? Because it seems like if if you're wondering if you have cancer. Mm-hmm. 
it's rough waiting the the days or weeks or whatever it is right. for the answer. Right. Um, so the the tests themselves are done very quickly. Uh, usually the reads, or meaning a radiologist looking at the images and making a, a determination, de- determination as to what they think it is, uh, takes about a day. Uh, and I always look at my own imaging, meaning if I order a test or if somebody comes to me have, having had a test, I always look at that imaging, whether it's, again, ultrasound, CT scan, mammogram. Um, I look at that with my own eyes to make my own determination as well. Uh, so the test can be done very quickly and you know, my practice is that I always call patients as soon as as soon as I've seen it uh, and have an answer or at least a direction to go. I always call them. So yeah, I mean, I try to get answers pretty quickly. That's great because uh, that, that has to be a, mm-hmm. a period of yep. anxiety. Absolutely. I've been a patient before, so I mean, I, I, I get it. Um, and I understand that people are waiting uh, for that phone call. I mean, I've had patients say, I've been, been waiting by the phone for you. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> now, if you have uh, one of these issues, uh, first thing, as, as Dr. Keith said, uh, check with your primary physician. If you, and I'm, I'm surprised there are people who don't have Absolutely. primary physicians. Mm-hmm. Friends, you need to have a doctor on your side, mm-hmm. uh, somebody who knows a, your history. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you need to get a, a primary physician, but this is not the time for that lecture. Right. <laughs> uh, if you don't have one, what do you do? Um, so uh, a lot of times it's going to be dependent on your insurance. Um, so uh, obviously they have um, a list of providers, uh, whether it's uh, a MD or a DO, or sometimes they use what we call physician extenders or nurse practitioners, um, PAs or physician's assistants that that also help out and, and see patients and sort of help um, triage. Um, and now they also treat. I mean, sometimes in rural areas or smaller areas, we have you know, that's all that you know some patients have access to, and which is great. Um, it's still and you know they know if they need more or a higher level of care that they can always you know find somebody uh, for that patient to go to. So. Okay, so. Uh, Go see somebody. Absolutely. Don't just Don't wait. wait. Yeah, that's the important thing. We're going to be taking uh, right after the 8.30 break uh, phone calls. So if you would, hold off on any calls until after the 8.30 break. And then uh, we'll, if you have something that's concerning you, uh, maybe you've noticed uh, a change with a, a, a pimple or a bump or a lump, uh, this is a good chance to call and talk with the doctor. But that'll be after the 8.30 break. Are there any new uh, findings in, in working with breast cancer that is, is really giving some hope that, that hey, this, this looks like a good, a good way to reduce the, the death? In uh, meaning reducing the risk right. of, um, of death from breast cancer? Yes. Uh, the best thing to do is to catch it early. Um, really, the best thing to do is prevent it altogether. But, you know, of course, How do you do that? Uh, it's, it's very complex. I mean, I think the development of breast cancer is a very complex uh, issue. So uh, the thing, the things that patients themselves can do um, is to uh, really keep an eye on their weight um, because, mm. you know, some breast cancers are home, hormonally driven. And so the more fat you have, uh, the your fatty tissue actually stores steroid hormones or, or you know, estrogen and progesterone. And so um, if you have a high uh, body fat, then you're kind of increasing your exposure to those hormones um, and potentially uh, increasing your risk of getting uh, breast cancer. Okay. And so if you are a senior, and you said with men in particular, most of them are later in life, but Mm -hmm. with women there in their Mm -hmm. uh, mid to late 60s. Absolutely. You always hear 
people, and maybe it's just people, not doctors, uh, but you hear somebody saying to you, don't lose too much weight. Uh, you, you need to have a little uh, a little fat on you uh, in case you get sick. Uh, have you, <laughs> Usually that's have, grandma telling you, you need to put some weight on. <laughs> you need to eat something. <laughs> yes, that's, that. Uh, well, we don't have a problem with that in uh, this day and age. I think obesity is more, more of an <laughs> epidemic than, uh, than keeping a little meat on your bones. So, so that's just grandma always yes, worrying about you. that's grandma always worrying about you. Okay, so if somebody says that to you, just say, thank you for the compliment that you're, you're thinking I'm uh, the right size. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, so trim. is mm-hmm. it, Trim is big. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And we're hearing that in so many things, mm-hmm. not just breast cancer. Not just breast cancer. No, it's like I said, obesity's become an epidemic and, you know, have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, uh, all those things that go along with um, being overweight um, are just rampant um, and, and difficult to control. So if you control your weight, a you can lot prevent of a the lot problems. of things in life. Yes. So not only cancer, high blood pressure. Absolutely. You'll probably live longer. Mm-hmm. Or you will live longer. Even if you die soon, uh, you would have died sooner. Well, probably. and not only that, you'll live healthier um, and, and happier. I think uh, when you're healthy and you have your health, um, you don't you, you sort of take it for granted. And then when you start getting all these chronic medical problems, um, not all of them are due to weight, but, you know, the ones that are, that are pre- preventable by keeping your weight under control, uh, I think you can live a, a happier life. You can do more things. Now, you said keep your weight under control. Mm-hmm. Are there certain foods that you need to avoid, certain foods that would be prone to creating problems with cancer? Um, I don't know that we've actually proven anything um, along those lines. That would be a very difficult thing to prove because, again, you'd have to monitor something or monitor whatever every single little thing that somebody puts in their mouth every single day and determine whether or not they develop cancer one day. Um, I think there's... um, Again, more research to be done in that area. Um, I can't really give you a, a great answer there. But. Okay. But right now, the, the main thing to keep in mind is keep your weight under control. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We're going to pause and check on the traffic and weather. And then when we come back, we'll open up the phone lines. If you have a question, and, and this is one of those topics that is concerning everybody, Especially since Dr. Lindsay Keith has mentioned that men do get breast cancer. Men do get breast cancer. I'll say that twice just in case you heard it the first time. You said, well, he's wrong on that. No, it's something that she has been working with over the years. If you're concerned, our phone number is 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. We'll be right back. Underwater daydream. Bone dry desert sand. Half them words you're singing, boy. I don't understand. The Action Line, Rutherford Issues, The Morning News, Swap and Shop, The Crewman Show. We're keeping it local on WGNS, AM, FM, online. Hey there, this is Dave Kivanimi at Music World and Drummer's Den on Church Street, right across from Indian Hills Golf Course. 
We've got great pricing on all of our instruments, our guitars, our drum kits, our pianos. Most of the time we're at or below internet prices. Oftentimes we've got the best price you'll find on the planet, and we're right here in town. Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church, directly across from Indian Hills Golf Course. At Peter D's, our director of operations used to do catering for our brilliant hotel. He recognized how easy it would be for us to be able to cater, so we've created a catering menu that we've done, and we have table service catering, we have buffet-style service, we can do drop-off catering, or we can just do boxes of it. But we have a catering menu that's online, and everything's already priced out. Unlike a lot of caterers that don't want to tell you what the, the amount is, we're very upfront with it, and everything we have is very reasonably priced, and it comes with the service that we provide as well. Family businesses like Peter D's Restaurant make catering so much more personal. Our goal is to make certain everyone enjoys the food and that you stand out in a positive way. If you're looking for that perfect gift for somebody but you can't find what you're looking for, Demas's and Peter D's both sell gift certificates. We open early every day in order to be able to sell gift certificates. Gifts for teachers, gifts for your neighbors or the, the postman. Demas's and Peter D's gift cards are great ways to give a gift for somebody. Well, good morning. Hopefully some of this fog will start to burn away soon. It's been hanging around quite a bit in some areas out here. Traffic's still moving. 24 up through the Hickory Hollow area. We've seen quite a bit of radar again this morning out here, up and down 24, 840. Still a lot of traffic right now, 96, headed over towards Franklin. Now's the time to call NashPainting.com. Angie's List Super Service Award winner, seven years in a row. Call today at 615-85-PAINT. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Thank you, Chuck. What about that Murfreesboro weather brought to you by First National Bank of Murfreesboro? Mostly cloudy skies here for this afternoon, high in the low 50s. Northeast winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, cloudy skies and a low around 46. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Right now, 41. Hi, this is Frieda Morgan with First National Bank of Murfreesboro. We're so excited that our bank is entering into its ninth year in Rutherford County. First National Bank of Murfreesboro is over 117 years old. First National Bank of Murfreesboro, we're here to serve you today. Come and see us at 2230 Mercury Boulevard here in Murfreesboro. That's First National Bank of Murfreesboro, member FDIC, equal housing lender. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Welcome back. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. Dr. Lindsay Keith is with us. She is a breast oncology surgeon. And she's here to answer any questions you have this morning, 615-893-1450, and let's take a call. Good morning. You're on WGNS with Dr. Keith. How are you today? I'm better now that you got the doctor on, Bart. Okay. <laughs> I got the answer to America's problem. Okay. Stop eating. Stop eating. Okay. <laughs> I got one more for you. Okay. You know what it ruined us, doctor, and to Mr. Bart? Let me tell you what I promise you. Get rid of those cars. The what cars. happened to walking in America, Bart? Mm. Yeah, th- we would have less of a weight problem if we walked more. <laughs> how many, this is to the listening audience, how many of you all walk to the mailbox? <laughs> oh, how many do you walk 
Much they period. They walk through the mailbox. <laughs> That's right. And stop those TV commercials. Everything is about food. Mm-hmm. Makes you hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good day. Take you care too. of yourself. All right. Bye-bye. Good point there. Absolutely. Good morning. You're on WGNS with Dr. Keith. Uh, good morning. Hi. Uh, what she said about having about, about male uh, breast cancer, uh-huh. uh, that's exactly true. Uh, have you ever uh, seen most of the time you see it, it's in very obese men? And I talked to an endocrinologist doctor, and he said it was from estrogen build up in the body. Uh-huh. Is that when you're yes. significantly obese, that that causes a lot of... See, a lot of people don't understand that men have estrogen as well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it can, obesity causes the estrogen to, to go through the roof. Mm-hmm. And uh, he also said that there... I was, this is my question here. He said that there were certain foods that have estrogen in them, like soybeans. Yes, they're, they're called certain, phytoestrogens. Yes, and there are certain foods that, that take so, uh, take estrogen out of the body, like broccoli and Brussels sprouts and uh, certain grief, uh, certain leafy green-type vegetables. I was going to ask you, is that actually true? Is there anything to that? If you have this or potentially have this problem, should you avoid those type of uh, soy, uh, like, you know, estrogen-type foods, or is, it, or is that just a myth? And I'll hang up and listen. No, it's not It's not a myth. Uh, there are definitely phytoestrogens, or which are plant-based estrogens, uh, things like flaxseed, um, and you mentioned, um, I, I don't know about the broccoli and Brussels sprouts pulling estrogen out of your body or exposing you to it more, um, but uh, hemp uh, has uh, estrogen in it. You have to be, I, I think, a little bit more concerned about certain meats, whether or not they have uh, have been injected with estrogen. Um, we don't really uh, know a whole lot of, I think, what goes into our food. So I think if you've had breast cancer in the past, I would definitely uh, reduce those the, uh, or not expose yourself to those foods that definitely have estrogen in them or plant-based estrogens in them. Like I said, flaxseed um, and another that you'd mentioned as well. So if you've had cancer in the past, you're probably a woman uh, if you've had breast cancer. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's anybody can have other types of cancer. And, and would this be true uh, the food and things of that well, sort? Well, breast cancer specifically uh, can be hormonally driven or estrogen driven. Okay. And so, like you said, soy and flax, uh, those, those things I would avoid if you've had breast cancer in the past. Or if you want to, you know, try to prevent it that way. Is obesity uh, a factor in other forms of cancer? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, what I always think of obesity as is your body is chronically inflamed. Um, it's just a total body inflammation uh, because it's your, your body is being exposed to all these um, uh, hormones and uh, toxins and, and things that it's not supposed to be exposed to. And so if you think of your, uh, of your body as being just chronically, when you're obese, being chronically inflamed, then, you know, that's not, that's not good. I mean, anytime you have anything that's uh, inflamed, it's, you know, going to increase your risk for developing things that, you know, aren't good, specifically cancer, um, again, hypertension, diabetes, um, all of those. I remember when I was growing up, uh, there were a few movie stars who would put on a lot of weight to be in a movie, mm-hmm. and then after the movie was over, they would lose yeah. a huge amount of weight. Yeah. And at, at some point, uh, I think at least one, maybe two of those well-known mm-hmm. celebrities died. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I'm, I'm thinking, well, nobody else would have that problem because right. you wouldn't have sudden weight gain and then rush to get it off. And 
Yet you look at today's population, mm-hmm. and we do that. We mm-hmm. we we Yo-yo put diet. a lot of, and then we diet. Yeah, the fad diet. Up and, and down, mm-hmm. up and down. Yep. Is that creating more problems? It could be. I mean, I don't. Again, I don't know that a whole lot of research has been done in that area, but uh, I think again, controlling your weight over time uh, is, is very important, as opposed to kind of the newest fad diet or um, or just when you lose it, keep it off. Uh, you know, do. Boy, do, that's the hard. <laughs> absolutely, I know it's easier said than done, but. So, uh, first of all, control your weight. Get it under control. Mm-hmm. Don't let it control you. Absolutely, and then keep it off. Yeah. Um, if you do it the right way, you know, diet, exercise, um, I think that's the, the longest lasting. You know, that's what's going to keep it off. As a physician, do you think that our problem in obesity is we just didn't learn or is, is uh, the food too appealing? The, the uh, mass marketing is making it just look so good. I think marketing is a huge uh, part of it. Um, and like our first caller said, uh, get out of the, get out of the front of the TV. I mean, yeah. literally, if you sit there and count the number of food commercials that are on, you're constantly being uh, advertised. Well, then what are you going to do? We're going to go to the kitchen and, and grab something to eat. You're not hungry. Mm-hmm. You just you just saw something that reminded you that hey, that looks good. Or or you run out and go grab something uh, through the fast food line. Uh, so I think it's you got to be kind of careful on what you're exposed to un- unknowingly or un um, without being without realizing it, um, and then. Uh, like you said, also, you know, get off, get off your butt, get out, get out there and <laughs> get walk, out there. walk to the mailbox or walk down the block. Now, how important is screening? Should we, should we have regular screening or do we just do screening when we see something wrong? Well, the screening, like I said before, screening is only when there's, you're not having symptoms, meaning asymptomatic. Uh, so a screening for, for breast cancer is a mammogram. Um, and that should be. But a, a man doesn't have that. No, I, actually I call them a manogram, but, um, so you men don't have screening for that, but it's uh, basically at that point it's called a diagnostic mammogram. It's to diagnose a problem uh, that you're having or a symptom. Good morning. You're on WGNS with Dr. Lindsay Keith. How are you today? I'm doing great. Y'all doing okay? Yes, ma'am. Well, good. I have a question. Uh, taking some certain kinds of medicines can build you up, put a lot of fluid on you, make you gain weight. Uh-huh. So, uh, no prednisone does. Yeah, steroids are very yeah. common for that. Well, can those can those sorts of medicine cause you to have cancer? Like keeping all of that weight, all of that fluid. Well, is most of the bad? weight from steroids is fluid weight. Um, it's not you know fat weight. Um, it's and like I said, like you like you've mentioned, it's fluid. And so you know, is it healthy to be to have that much weight on you? No, but usually when you stop steroids, if you're able to stop the steroids, then the fluid weight will go away. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. Uh, don't worry about these things. Call and get an answer. Uh, so she obviously was concerned about weight and mm-hmm. fluid weight, mm-hmm. which would, you say, come along with steroids. Mm-hmm. Fluid weight's different from fat weight. Right. Okay, and fat weight is strictly... By eating the wrong food and not exercising. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's multifactorial, like I said, but it's uh, but yeah, most of the time it's due to eating too much and working off too little. Okay. Now let me ask you this, because we hear all of these diets that you can go on, Mediterranean diets, uh, grapefruit diets, boiled egg diets. Mm-hmm. There's a diet with everything in it. Uh, is it important? 
is does it boil down i guess mm-hmm. to strictly how many calories you take in if you don't burn more than you take in you're going to gain weight and yeah, the only way to lose weight is to burn more calories than you take consume in. fewer cal- calories than you burn mm-hmm. okay and your body's uh, constantly working so it's constantly burning calories and that's not saying like if you eat 2000 calories you need to go burn 2000 off because your body obviously has to, to in order to function has to use calories but um you know you need to be exercising and, and trying to burn more calories than you consume good morning you're on wgns with dr Lindsay keith how are you today doing good good morning to y'all good, good morning, morning. <laughs> prostate cancer does that have any relation to the breast cancer, especially if you take the hormone treatment? Uh, prostate cancer, uh, in terms of being related to breast cancer, the the gene mutations I mentioned earlier, the BRCA1 and 2 genes, um, they are related to that um, in terms of increasing your risk. If you have that genetic mutation, then you have an increased, uh, males have an increased risk of prostate cancer as well. All right, thank you. Uh-huh. Thanks for calling. Our phone number is 615-893-1450, 615-893-1450. We're talking about cancer this morning and something that's unusual, uh, breast cancer in men. It's uh, not unusual if it's you, though. Uh, it's, uh, it's a very serious thing if it's you. Good morning. You're on WGNS with Dr. Keith. How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm sorry to call again, but that That's back okay. caller, he, uh, he he made a good point. I was going to ask her uh, about the prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, is uh, it a uh, high testosterone level? Does that contribute to a uh, prostate cancer? Because I've also seen you you see in uh, people that have used uh, steroids, mm-hmm. like in not a not the steroids you're talking about, like anabolic, anabolic. steroids. Mm-hmm. It increases. Uh, they seem to have a high level of having prostate cancer where they had a high level of testosterone. That seems to be a link there. And I was wondering if y'all see anything like that. Now hang up, listen. Okay. What about that? I, I, I don't see that because that's not my area of expertise. Uh, prostate cancer is generally managed by a urologist. Um, and so I think that question is a little bit better directed towards a urologist. I mean, theoretically it makes sense, but I, you know, I can't answer that for, for sure. Um, okay. So I would avoid anabolic steroids. If you're not... Uh, not supposed to have those hormones around extra. You know, there's no point in giving yourself more um, steroids. That brings us into a new area. It seems that uh, as our population ages, we're trying to come up with everything we can do to avoid aging. Absolutely. And and what he called about, is that what that's all for? Um, Well, for some men, yeah, uh, it is. Um, Some men that are before... um, or kind of younger men have low testosterone. Again, that's something that's sort of managed by a, uh, a urologist or even a primary care physician when it comes to low testosterone. Um, but speaking about uh, risks of breast cancer, um, uh, around 2002, 2003, a study came out that showed that um, there's an in- increased risk of breast cancer with hormone replacement therapy, which is, you know, after menopause, women would take uh, hormones or you know, bio- bioidentical hormones or synthetic hormones to, you know, make themselves feel better. Um, and so uh, that they, sh- that sh- they showed an increased risk of breast cancer with that. And so around 2002, th- 2003, that study came out and women stopped, you know, not all women, but many women stopped taking those hormones and we saw the risk of breast cancer go down. Uh, or the incidence of breast cancer go down, I should say. Um, so if the hormones aren't supposed to be there, um, don't take them. 
uh, that's the best I can say there. But you know, of course, I haven't been through menopause yet, and <laughs> haven't <laughs> haven't experienced that yet. So our phone number is six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. We're talking about breast cancer, and we're talking about uh, breast cancer also in men. And Dr. Keith is with us from uh, St. Thomas Rutherford Health. And so if you have questions dealing with any of these issues, give us a call. But uh, the main thing that you said at the beginning is early detection. Mm -hmm. And early detection, which is true with all cancers. Yes, yes. Uh, And we've heard a lot of reports over the past few years. I don't know what the doctors here in Murfreesboro are doing, but... uh, the uh, number of people being diagnosed with cancer is on the increase because the doctors are working so much together as a team mm-hmm. and uh, and working to to really look for uh, signs of cancer and, mm-hmm. and being able to help uh, the oncologists mm-hmm. more. So we are fortunate with that. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We're going to check on the weather and then we'll be back and continue the conversation. Stay with us, won't you? We're loud. We're proud. We're blue. WGNS AM and FM, your home for the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders. Attention. In emergencies, call Farrow Construction. We can come out and, and take a look at your damages and see if you need any emergency temporaries, any tarps to keep water from getting into your house. We can also work with your insurance company in most cases to help and get your house back whole again. In emergencies, call Farrow Construction. I'm Ron Hall. Give us a call at Farrow Construction, 615-893-6120. Farrow Construction. If you live within the Murfreesboro city limits, WGNS urges you to fill out the special census card. Simply write in your name. That's all. The special census helps our community, and it helps you. Be Murfreesboro. Be counted. Reox Automotive works hard to be your number one choice in automotive repair and maintenance. Family owned and operated. Danielle with Reox Automotive. We know how hard it is to get through your day knowing that you have to get your car repaired. Behind Toots at the intersection of Broad and Medical Center Parkway. Relying on checking your credit to help protect you from identity theft? You're kind of walking through life with blinders on. (coughs) Parking meter. That came out of nowhere. Because there are many kinds of identity theft you can still get blindsided by. Bike messenger. Didn't see him coming. Like someone getting an online payday loan in your name or selling your personal information on the dark web. Open manhole. That snuck up on me. LifeLock sees more. We use proprietary technology to detect a range of identity threats. And if you have a problem, a U.S.-based identity restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can spot threats you might not see coming. Horse-drawn carriage! Sheesh. Memberships start at $9.99 a month, plus applicable taxes. Now get 10% off. Go to LifeLock.com and enter promo code NEWS. That's promo code NEWS. LifeLock. More detection, more protection. Gentlemen, when it comes to your health and your quality of life, knowing your numbers is essential. Low testosterone levels can make you feel tired and grumpy. It can raise your cholesterol levels, cause weight gain, and lose muscle mass. At Low T Center, they make it quick and easy to get your levels checked. Treatment is covered by most health insurance with results in about 20 minutes. Call 615-603-3542. 
615-603-3542 or online at lowtcenter.com. Weather Ride. Mostly cloudy skies here for this afternoon, a high in the low 50s. Northeast winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, cloudy skies and a low around 46. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Right now, 41. Honda of Murfreesboro, your hometown Honda dealer, 1625 South Church Street. Check out their inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles or shop online at hondaofmurfreesboro.com. Money issues? There's someone local you can talk to. Financial Coaching Radio with certified financial planner Jason Qualls. Weekdays at 4 on News Radio WGNS. Welcome back. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Dr. Lindsay Keith is with us, a breast oncology surgeon with St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital, St. Thomas Health. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We've been hearing all sorts of very helpful information this morning about ways to detect whether or not you have cancer, especially breast cancer, and, and for the men... Uh, we don't have a real good answer for you because, unfortunately, there's there's no mammograms. And as a result, as uh, Dr. Keith had said, both of these cancers come along later in life. The women around 62 and the men later still. Mm-hmm. And so you're coming up with every reason that I don't have that problem. Right. And And so when it's detected, it's often pretty progressed Mm -hmm. uh, which is tragic right is this a a type of cancer that is uh, that takes your life quickly if if you have allowed it to progress Um, you know medical therapies have gotten a lot better uh, in terms of controlling disease Uh, so if you mean is it if when it's metastatic at at diagnosis I've seen women live uh, if they have very few metastases meaning um, and very favorable types of metastases and by that I mean bone um, uh, women can live with bone um, metastatic breast cancer the bone for a pretty long time and have it pretty well uh, controlled now when it goes to solid organs meaning you know like the brain liver um, you know, it, it tends to uh, take your life quicker um, in terms of that uh, metastatic disease. But um, when you're diagnosed with uh, with breast cancer and you don't have metastatic disease, again, uh, medical therapies are, are very good. Uh, we have very good chemotherapies now. Um, we have very good hor- anti-hormone therapies as well that are uh, very good at preventing breast cancer from returning uh, and also controlling it whenever it does come back. Do you give people a choice of whether to have radiation or chemotherapy? I hear those two terms a lot. Right, right. A lot of people think that they're always going to have to have chemo. They're always going to have to have radiation, and that's not true. Um, in, in terms of breast cancer, uh, the chemotherapy is really determined by the cancer itself, uh, by the type of tumor, the size, not necessarily the size, but the biology of your tumor, um, or meaning how fast it's uh, dividing, whether or not it expresses estrogen, progesterone, or what we call HER2 receptors. Um, We have specific medications for each of those. Um, And uh, radiation is actually more determined by the type of surgery you have and the tumor. Um, Mm -hmm. So um, at least for breast breast surgery, um, if you have breast conservation or uh, uh, 
where you don't remove the breast, then uh, most of the time you're going to need radiation after. Um, if you don't save the breast, meaning have a mastectomy, most of the time you don't have to have radiation, but that's not always true. There are some cases where you have to have radiation after a mastectomy. Are so, there medications that are just really wonder drugs? The reason I bring this up, mm-hmm. I have a friend who has a, a family member who is being treated right now for cancer. Mm-hmm. And, and he was telling me, he said, you know, it's amazing. We used to hear about these, these frightening stories, but he said nowadays, at least for this cancer, uh, there is a medication mm-hmm. that is just a miracle mm-hmm. almost. Uh, is, is there something like that for breast cancer? And, and for breast cancer, uh, we're getting uh, into more very, uh, very specific medications for certain types of breast cancer. So meaning uh, the, the, the latest one is kind of HER2 positive breast cancer, meaning um, if your cancer expresses HER2 receptors, uh, then you're a candidate for one, if not two, uh, different uh, IV medications. It'd be a, it's a type of um, chemotherapy, basically, but... Um, if you if your cancer expresses those hormone I'm sorry those receptors then you're a candidate for that medication it's very good at one eliminating disease and two controlling it if it's you know metastatic mm-hmm. um, and by that uh, it's called Pergetta uh, and then Herceptin are the two anti HER2 medications that we use uh, to treat breast cancer and they're very good. Now, if you have breast cancer, whether you're a, a man or a woman, mm-hmm. uh, it is working with a group important i mean uh-huh. group support yes. things of that sort so breast cancer is a uh, or treatment the treatment of breast cancer is a team sport uh, so i'm just one one of the team members uh, as a surgeon uh, the other team members are going to be a medical oncologist again they're the ones that uh, give uh, dose and give chemotherapy um, also anti-hormonal therapy radiation oncologists they're the ones that deliver radiation whenever it's indicated uh, plastic surgeons come into play whenever uh, somebody chooses to have a mastectomy um, and then want reconstruction. Uh, they're also, you know, part of the team whenever um, maybe we want to do what we call oncoplastic approaches to um, the breast surgery portion, which is where we combine uh, plastic surgery techniques with the oncologic, meaning removing the cancer uh, portion, and um, deliver really good cosmetic outcomes uh, for uh, breast cancer patients. Um, And there's a bunch of people behind the scenes that you don't see, too. We have nurse navigators um, that uh, really kind of direct you along your path um, uh, and and your journey when you're going through treatment for breast cancer. Uh, There's a whole host of nurses that you're going to meet uh, if you end up having to have chemotherapy. Um, And then, of course, uh, everybody around the surgical the surgical side of things as well. Uh, you're going to meet a lot of people. Uh, so it's a very much a team sport. Um, no one person can take credit whenever. <laughs> and while we're talking about uh, groups and things of that sort, let's look at, at the patient side mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. Uh, the support groups that we hear for that. Uh, is that important to, to get involved in? I think so, yes. Yeah. Support groups, I mean, we all do better whenever we're, uh, we don't feel alone um, and don't feel like we're the only one in the world going through this or maybe having gone through this. Um, that being said, uh, sometimes it's not necessarily support groups, but um, I always tell my patients uh, one of the first things I tell them when I give them my, my if we want to call it a, my breast cancer discussion, is that uh, people will start going to come or start uh, going to coming out of the woodworks and and try to tell you their story or try to tell you what they went through um, and maybe sometimes those stories aren't helpful for what you're going through at that time um, and so I think support groups may give you a little bit too much information possibly uh, initially but I think after the fact uh, I think it's very important. 
So hold off maybe on the support group until after the operation. Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Some good information there. Because if you are a person who has just learned you have cancer, this Mm -hmm. is probably a whole new world for you. Absolutely, it is. And one of the first things people do is go on to Dr. Google, of course. You know, they start searching things on the Internet, and then they scare themselves um, or... um, get bad information. There's a lot of bad information out there. Um, but there's, there's good information too. But, um, I think if you try to read too much, uh, to begin with, you're going to, you're going to scare yourself. Um, and it's also going to sort of make you biased towards what your physician is trying to tell you. Uh, somebody who's actually been treating it day in, day out. Well, I want to thank you, Dr. Lindsay Keith, for joining us this morning. Dr. Keith is a breast oncology surgeon with St. Thomas Health right here in Murfreesboro. Uh, and she's over in the DePaul building, mm-hmm. over at uh, the St. Thomas uh, campus there. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. You've, you've made it uh, a whole lot clearer. Oh, great. Thank you for having me. Stay with us. Truman is next, right here on your good neighbor station, WGNS. <laughs> <laughs>